gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's off to the races, down the left sideline, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast are brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can find Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. It is almost the end of the 2021 calendar year. In fact, this is the last Quick Slants podcast of 2021. And if I look back to the first show that I did, it was previewing the Week 17 game of the last season into the playoff run that the Packers had that ended and then all of the offseason and everything that that brought along with the start and the into the 2021 regular season for the Green Bay Packers. So it's been a great year. A year later, the Packers have yet another chance to make a deep playoff run, another chance to host the playoffs deep into the playoffs possibly the conference championship game if they're able to get there. And it's Matt LaFleur's and Aaron Rodgers and everyone else who's been on this team the last three seasons. Third run, legitimate run at a Super Bowl. And the Green Bay Packers have that golden opportunity and that the march continues this Sunday night against the Minnesota Vikings. We will talk about that a little bit later. The news of the day on Wednesday, and it was not totally unexpected because Wednesday was a deadline, was will the Packers or will they not activate cornerback Jair Alexander off of injured reserve? The deadline was indeed Wednesday. They had to make that decision, either bring him back and activate him or shut him down for the season, and he would not be able to come back at all. The Packers activated Jair Alexander off of injured reserve. The cornerback is back in the fold. As far as when he's actually going to suit up and play for the Packers, that has yet to be determined. Uh, His activation obviously does not guarantee that he's going to play this Sunday uh, in Green Bay against the Vikings. So Jair joins a cornerback room once again that has morphed and evolved quite a bit since his injury in the Steelers game much earlier this season. Jair comes back to a cornerback room that features a maturing and very much grown Eric Stokes, who continues to grow and develop in this defense, but has taken great strides. Rasul Douglas, who has come on and stepped in, is is here because Jair Alexander was placed on injured reserve. They needed some depth. They signed Rasul Douglas. He showed up big in the Arizona game and has made a ton of of the opportunities that he has been given along the way, just intercepting everything thrown his way. Left and right had two in last week's win over the Cleveland Browns, including the the game clincher at the end. And then, of course, you got Shannon Sullivan and Kevin King as well. 
that is a stout cornerback room when you've got the right guys playing the right number of snaps and you add Jair Alexander, an all-pro, to that mix. A guy that's got some great moxie and a great pedigree for football and is going to step right in there and be effective right away because that's just the kind of guy and player that Jair is. The secondary becomes very scary. It opens up the assignments for everybody around Jair, including the safeties, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos. If you've got Jair out there along with Stokes and Russell Douglas, you don't have the liability that you might have with a Chandon Sullivan or a Kevin King out there to where you have to do different things with the assignments, the alignments, and the and who goes where. And at the in the cornerback room, you can put Jair in the slot and take away some of the most effective receivers the other teams have. But I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here because, like I said, Alexander, it may be a while before he suits up and plays. And the Packers might be doing this in the hopes that he's going to be ready to go by the time the playoffs start or by the time the divisional round starts or in time for the NFC Championship game. Only the Packers know what the targeted date is for Jair's return. So, but still, the fact that he got activated means that there is still hope. David Bakhtiari, not practicing this week continues to be the enigma that we're just not sure when he's going to return. I have to believe that he's going to return at some point. And it looks like that's going to be during the playoffs. And I still think David Bakhtiari, having never played football, out there at left tackle in a playoff game, in a chance to go to a Super Bowl, I don't I don't see that going badly. I think, that's, I think they'll be okay there. I think the Packers are going to be okay. So they're getting some guys back. Now, they did lose... A couple of guys, or there was there were some more announcements on the COVID front. So the COVID reserve list just keeps growing and growing. This has become a massive problem for this year's Packers team. It was one that the Packers really didn't have to deal with last year. And last year was the beginning of this thing. And, and now here we are 18 months later, and the Packers on a weekly basis are seeing guys get added in threes and fours to the COVID reserve list. So since the Browns game, the Packers have added Mercedes Lewis, Oren Burks, Amari Rogers, Tipa Nalea, Ben Braden, Ty Summers, practice squad defense event RJ McIntosh to the COVID list. Those were earlier in the week. And then announced on Wednesday was punter Corey Bohorquez. Bohorquez actually tested positive on Tuesday, just wasn't announced until Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, positive tests defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki, safety Henry Black. Tight end Tyler Davis and newly signed practice squad cornerback Jason Stanley. Uh, so Bajorquez, based on the new NFL guidelines, they changed it this week. So a, a player who tests positive needs to spend only five days away from the team if they're not symptomatic. If they're not symptomatic, they can come back. That means Corey Bajorquez and anybody before him, if they're not symptomatic, has a chance to play. And that includes Mercedes Lewis. That is very good news for the Green Bay Packers. For a player like Mercedes Lewis, who is so integral in the blocking game, the run game, and he's been catching some balls as well. So Lewis being able to play, Oren Burks, a big special teams contributor. If Amari Rodgers can come back, he's the kick returner. The Packers really stand to benefit if, if things work out well and, and these guys, some of these guys are not symptomatic by the time the game kicks off on Sunday night. Unfortunately, Kiki Black, Tyler Davis, and... Jason Stanley uh, not going to be eligible to come back because they will not 
Uh, they, the fifth day is Sunday, so they won't be, be able to play until week 18 when the Packers get ready to face the Lions. So I guess this is just something the Packers are, are going to continue to have to deal with. The virus is very real. I don't have to tell anybody that. It's I said 18 months later, it's still here. It's not going anywhere. The variants, all of that stuff, it's all here. It's something that the, the league is going to have to deal with, and it appears to be something that the Packers are going to have to deal with. This virus is spreading, and players who test positive are just going to have to, to get through it and kind of deal with it. And we had some players earlier this season, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, who tested positive. They're going to reach the end of their 90-day uh, window to where they're going to start having to test again. And that means that if they test positive, they're going to be subject to these regulations. So I don't know how the, 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 the testing, I guess if they're unvaccinated players get tested every day. I hate to think of a scenario where the Packers reach a Super Bowl and we're all excited and it's a miraculous season. That's going to end beautifully with the Packers playing for a championship and then find out on the Friday before the Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID. I just, I, I got talk about getting ahead of myself. That's way ahead of myself right now, but that's what we're looking at here. It was just, there's, it were, it's constant crossing of fingers and hoping that this team is going to be healthy enough to play and that they can overcome guys not being out there that can't be out there and still win some of these very important games to finish out the season. The Packers still have the number one seed in the NFC to chase after. And it's not done yet. So head coach Matt LaFleur, he's going to have to decide how his team's going to approach practice meetings, all of that kind of stuff as they move, not just into the end of the regular season, but he's going to have to map out this next month and a half to make sure that this team that was, you know, whether you want to believe or not, or or to what extent is all in and and is the last dance, last chance at a championship is not going to, this team's not going to blow. How are they not going to blow it by losing a bunch of guys? to the virus and to being sick. So it's wild. Just, you know, it's, it's wild. Uh, the Packers are at a critical part of their season, and this is just one more thing that they have to deal with. And it continues to be wild. And we're going to find out just how wild this thing can get over the next six weeks. I have a feeling that this is going to be a, a, a weekly topic on the Quick Slants podcast moving forward. And fortunately, at least on one occasion, there's going to be at least one playoff game to talk about. Hopefully more than one. So we have we have more quick slants and more Packers content, and we're the lucky ones. Coming back from the COVID reserve list is wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is not having his symptoms any longer, but he is dealing with a, a personal tragedy, a, a very tragic loss in his family earlier this week when he was not able to play because he was on the COVID reserve list. And this is something that reminds us and puts into perspective what these guys do for a living and what's important. I think if any of us experienced what he has, we're probably taking multiple days off of work. And it's not even a question. And regardless of the job that we do, wherever we work, the office that we work in, the team that we work on, the company that we work for, the team that we're on, are all going to have to figure out how to deal without us, and we don't even think twice about it. These guys take what they do very seriously. And we've seen players in the past, we've got examples of Packers players, other NFL players who have decided to play, 
a game after dealing with something very tragic in their life. And the process to prepare for an NFL football game is is not an easy one. It's it's not a simple one. It's very complex. There's a lot that goes into it. And it is it is just mind-blowing to me how some of these guys go out and play after something like that happens. And we've seen guys play out of their minds and have great games. We've seen some guys get affected by it and not have such great games. I think in any any sense, regardless of what Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to do on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, I think his Packers family, myself included, and hopefully all of you too, we're going to be fine with no matter what it is. And we have to understand it because it's it goes it goes beyond goes beyond football. But this is a it's a family. This these you know these guys are together around each other every day for six months. They go through all the ups and downs. They're in the locker room, seeing guys getting hurt, rehabbing, leaving the team, getting sick with COVID, leaving the team, coming back. Just the constant up and down and undulations of it all. It forms a bond. It's 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 a tight family bond. And I think at times like this, maybe for MVS, being around his football family is uh, is helpful. Is helpful in dealing with what it is that he's dealing with. I mean, nothing replaces family. And Marcos Valdez-Scantling doesn't have any family members on the team. If you're lucky enough to have a family member on the team, that's even better because you can be around your brother, sister, whoever it is that's your teammate. But MVS maybe can find some solace in being around his Packers teammates. And I know he's very dedicated to this team. I've mentioned my guest host spot on the Marquez Valdez-Scantling show a couple weeks ago. And he was already talking about the Christmas Day game against the Browns. I know he was gutted that he didn't have a chance to play in that game, despite the personal tragedy as well. So our, our thoughts are with him. He is a big-time friend of Game On Wisconsin, and I want to wish Marquez Valdez-Scantling well in his in his dealing with what it is that he is dealing with. So we welcome him back. If it turns out he can't play on Sunday, we have no problem with that. If he goes out on Sunday and plays a great game or doesn't play as well, it doesn't make any difference. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a part of the Packers family. He's part of the Game On Wisconsin family. We're behind him 100%. So there is a game to be played on Sunday night. We'll be waiting all day for Sunday night. The Packers host the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings have won the last two games in a row against the Packers. One at Lambeau Field last year. The only home loss that the Packers suffered during the regular season. And then this season in Minnesota in a game that the Packers had chances to win despite not playing their best football and they were a couple of dropped interceptions away from pulling it off despite giving up a monster day to wide receiver Justin Jefferson, a big day on the ground at Dalvin Cook, and really being outplayed by the Vikings, but the Packers still had a chance to win this game. So, waiting all day for Sunday night. It's going to be a cold one. Temperatures near zero degrees. It's going to be a night game, so no daytime high anymore. It'll be a chilly one. We talked about some of the Packers players who likely aren't going to play in this game. The Vikings placed wide receiver Adam Thielen on injured reserve. He will not return this year. He's having surgery on his ankle. He is done. Even if the Vikings make the playoffs, he's done, I think. 
And I mentioned Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is is activated back from the COVID-19 reserve list. So we'll see how much of his legs he can get under him on a short week of practice. The Packers are favored. They're six and a half point favorites at Lambeau Field. The Vikings come in here. This is a very important game to the Minnesota Vikings. They need a lot of help to get into the postseason, but they more than anything and before anything, they have to win both of their remaining games. A big task to take down the Packers at Lambeau Field for a second year in a row. A loss here uh, either does or it all but ends their season. Minnesota. So, and possibly the tenure of, of head coach Mike Zimmer. So the Vikings are going to come in with a game plan. Zimmer has had some success against Rodgers in the past. The Packers, on the other hand, you know, they're going to go into this game with some clarity on what they can wrap up with a win over Minnesota. I mean, they have to win out. If they win out, they get the number one seed. So the obvious and easiest thing to do is just win the game. It doesn't matter what other teams do. But earlier in the day, the Arizona Cardinals will take on the, the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. And if the Cardinals are able to win that game and beat the Cowboys, the Packers would lock up the number one seed with a win over the Minnesota Vikings, and they would have Week 17 to play with, having already secured that one seed, and that cannot be cannot be changed. So that gives, obviously, the Packers a ton of flexibility with who to play, snap counts, all those kind of things. So this is one of those moments where I asked for a statement win last week against the Browns. I said, I want to see some mojo. I want to see some moxie. Get back to it. Beat a team that you should on Christmas Day and send a statement to everybody that this team is ready to peak and play some of its best football. They went out and played a very uninspired first quarter and had to hang on for dear life and uh, no pun intended. Russell Douglas saves the day with an interception at the end of the game and the Packers maintained their top spot in the NFC. So here we are again. Minnesota Vikings at home. It's going to be a cold one. Sometimes it's tough to do everything you want to do when it's that cold. It, you know, the the air it out show is not necessarily going to be what the Packers are going to be able to do. And at this point, I think we've need to resolve ourselves to the fact that the Packers are just going to, you know, they find ways to win games. They don't always do it in the most dramatic fashion or or, you know, runaway fashion or blow out every team that they face, but they find ways to win games. They win games by multiple possessions, they win close games, and that's what you want from a team that's going to be fighting for a championship. So, would like to see some things. Would like to see them play the run a little bit better. Don't let Dalvin Cook go off. Put up some points. Get some pressure on Kirk Cousins. Put together a complete game. Have the offense and the defense both show up big at the same time. Have special teams not make any big mistakes. Give yourself some confidence going into the postseason, that this team is ready to go. It's a well-oiled machine. And it is, but show up big against a big divisional opponent that's has given you problems over the past couple seasons. And the, the Vikings are going to come in motivated. They're going to come in motivated. They're going to try to get after Aaron Rodgers. They're going to try to make life difficult. And they're not going to let, they don't want the Packers to get any kind of a big lead. They're going to try to keep the ball away from Rodgers. They're going to limit the number of times he gets a chance to try and score and take the offense down and score points. And they're going to do that by having success in the run game. So we'll see if the offensive line is up to the task. We'll see if the Packers defensive line is up to the task. Kenny Clark came back from COVID last week. He's still a little tired. He had symptoms. He was not feeling well. He played more snaps than he was supposed to. He's still getting himself back. Will he be 
ready to go. Well, he's got a little bit extra time to get ready. It's a Sunday night game, a few extra hours to prep, rest, hydrate, all that other kind of stuff to get himself ready to play in this game. I don't think that, I mean, anything can happen. I think it's very possible that the Cardinals could beat the Cowboys. Arizona's actually played better on the road this year than they have at home. And they're still a good football team, even though they're missing DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray has not played his best football. And the Cardinals seem to be going the, the in the wrong direction. They're not even leading their division anymore. They're a wild card team at this point. The Rams have taken over the NFC West lead and the 49ers are trying to come around. And, well, you know, that division has just turned, into, turned out to be a lot of fun. It's been even more fun watching the Seattle Seahawks suck terribly. But I digress. The Cardinals... I don't think are are gonna gonna get it done against Dallas. I think Dallas is playing really good football, and then Dallas is almost kind of the the biggest uh, threat at this point right now. I mean, you still got Tampa Bay, and they're they're always going to be a threat with Brady at quarterback. But the Dallas Cowboys, they, you know, if there's any motivation for the Packers, you know, it's going to be tough enough to beat the Cowboys on any field. But you definitely would rather have them at Lambeau Field than you would going back to Dallas because it's eventually Dallas is going to win one. In Dallas, and I, I, you know, hope it's it's many years from now, and it's not anytime soon. If the Packers have to go there this year, I'd like them to continue. You know, Aaron Rodgers just owning the Cowboys on the road, but let's not let's not tempt it. Let's not deal with it. Go get that one seed. Make Dallas have to come to Green Bay. I love the fact that we're talking about this right now. I was looking at some of Vikings Twitter, and these fans are exhausted. They're exhausted once again every single year. All the math and having to figure out who's got to lose or tie and who can win and who can't win and how many different scenarios do they need to happen before they can get in the playoffs. For the Packers, we got it easy. First of all, they're already in. Secondly, all they have to do is just win their games. It doesn't even matter what anybody else does. It's gravy if the Cowboys lose a game and the Packers get a one-game cushion with that number one seed. The game is Sunday night. It will be the year 2022 by the time the Packers kick off and take on the Minnesota Vikings. Keep our fingers crossed that there aren't any other COVID surprises. Any other additions to the COVID list at this point mean that the the players added will not have a chance to play. They will not be able to clear in time. So let's keep our fingers crossed that there aren't going to be any more additions to the list. I think that seems like a stretch given that there's been multiple guys added every day. But this is just, it's cold and flu season. It's winter time. And we're going to get reminded of that. I'm going to be enjoying watching the Sunday night game from the comforts of my own living room. And I couldn't be happier than that. I may have to gear myself up for a playoff game in a couple of weeks, which could be even colder than Sunday night. So I'm going to soak up as much warmth as I can before then. Get over to Game on Wisconsin. Check out all the great content that we have over there. Check out all the live shows, all of our podcasts, the great guests, all the excellent work that we're doing, starting to gear up some draft prep. Uh, we're not there yet. The Packers still have plenty of season left, but been a lot of talk about getting our draft prep ready. That's going to be really, really exciting. We'll have a lot of other fun surprises and good things going on over at Game On Wisconsin before the season is all said and done. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jason Perone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. Tweet me with your ideas, your questions, your agreements, your disagreements. Let's talk some Packers football. In the meantime, everybody... Thanks so much for everything that you did to support Game On Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast in 2021. Please, I say it every week. I always say stay warm, stay safe. I mean it this time. Absolutely, please. New Year's Eve is coming up, everybody. Be smart. 
Please be safe out there. Do the right thing. Designate a driver. Make sure you've got an Uber or a Lyft ready to go. Don't tempt fate. Everybody have a wonderful and safe new year. Go Pack Go. And we will see you in 2022 on Monday with a recap of the Packers versus Vikings at Lambeau Field. Go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 